We're, we're doing this again. I feel like it's been forever. <laughs> I guess intro us. Hello and welcome to fucking Del. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. Once again, for a second year, well, third year technically, I'm CJ. And I'm Amanda. Uh, you hadn't done the intro in so long, you forgot how to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is actually our third year recording. Well, I mean, we started in Cheating. December. Like, come on. 2019, <laughs> it's now 2021. I, I mean, I guess if you want to claim that, really, I mean, I think we can say year two fine especially since we just had a year anniversary um i guess since it's been uh yeah three weeks since we've done how are you tired <laughs> enjoyed the break but I'm just tired now because i had a bad night's sleep last night my sleeping schedule is non-existent at this point so going back to work tomorrow is going to be something oh, fun with that. <laughs> see how that goes yeah even though i'm only it's only my third day back today uh, i am keen for a few days off I think it's the fact that I didn't go to work for like nearly two weeks. Yeah. That my body was just like, oh God, what's happening? After <laughs> <laughs> two weeks of sitting around drinking and eating, it's like... <gasps> yeah, I remember those times. Those are good times. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we hope that you had a good Christmas New Year break. Ours was very quiet. We didn't really get up to much, um, which I think probably appropriate with... Uh, Surge of cases at the moment of uh, the good old COVIDs. Yeah. And despite sitting around doing nothing all year because of COVID, I just really didn't feel like doing much of anything anyway, so. Yeah, same. Like, I don't know, it just didn't really feel appropriate, if that makes sense. Like, it didn't feel right to just go out and, uh, you know, have a messy night on New Year's. I also had work the next day, so, you know, I couldn't. Like, well, yeah. But yeah, but like, still. What, what, celebrate what? Yeah, exactly. More disease. Okay. Uh, from one cool. shitty year into probably another shitty year. Sweet. Awesome. Great. Because, <laughs> yeah, I think that if the way things are going, like, right now, like, we're recording this on the 3rd of January, if things continue as they are at this moment, they're probably not going to be any better than 2020. Let's just say my expectations are really low. So if it exceeds it, great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll depend largely on what country you're in. I think we'll mm. be very lucky here in Australia and New Zealand in that maybe in like another six months or so, it's really not a big issue anymore. Don't if jinx people us. People can learn their lessons. Yeah, I don't want to jinx it, but we will see. <laughs> Other countries, UK, USA, Brazil, India, good luck. Well, look, the vaccine is coming. Hopefully that makes all the difference. Yeah, and then you also have to fight the people who are like, I don't want it. Because what I see on Twitter before, someone in Italy, they're sharing like this thing saying this is the diagram of the microchip they're putting in you in the COVID vaccine. Oh my and God. it's literally, literally the electrical diagram for like a Bose guitar thing. You know that thing like, I'm not a music person, that thing that like guitarists have at their feet that they use when they're on stage. It, I like it's a one of pedal them. thing. Yeah, it's like a pedal of sorts. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a mislabeled one of that. It even says, like, in the diagrams, like, treble, bass, 5G frequency, something else, foot switch. I'm like... Oh, so they haven't even tried, <laughs> so is what you're COVID saying? Vaccines, <laughs> I um, think it's someone's joke that got out of hand, but yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Dear Lord, okay. Damn, ever since that COVID vaccine, my bass has been fucked. <laughs> 
Oh, God. Um, I mean, I guess as long as the people, like the anti-vaxxers are still a small percentage, it won't really make a difference. I mean, if it gets out of hand, obviously, then it becomes an issue, but... I guess, like, emos, anti-vaxxers are a self-fixing problem, right? Not that emos <laughs> were a problem. <laughs> no, you know. emos were just out there living their sad lives. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, and they all disappeared because they either grew up or, you know, culture based around sadness and suicide probably isn't going to last. <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, let's move on from that. <laughs> I got three quick stories, and they're all about animals. Oh, okay. Um, mine are also quite quick. Um, two of mine are about animals, so now I'm starting to get worried that we might have some of the same again. But um, if that does happen, it'll be amazing that it took 53 episodes for that to happen. But my last one is a list. Okay. So who do you want to go first? Then. I'll go first. Okay, you go first? Yeah, let's get into it, because i got to... Do this and then get ready for work. Okay. Maybe eat some cake afterwards for lunch. Hell yeah. Because that cake's probably getting towards the end of its lifespan. I'm hoping it'll get cut out in the audio, but the dishwasher's making a fuck ton of noise at the moment, so if you hear any weird binging in the background, I'm sorry. So in October last year, 2020, you may remember it, 2020 happened, uh, US scientists published a study that showed uh, platypuses glow in the dark. (gasps) No way. Yeah, platypus, glow in the dark. That's kind of cool. So platypus, I mean, I feel like a platypus is a pretty iconic Australian animal. People know what they are, but they did. They look fake. It's got a beaver tail and a duck's bill, but it's like an otter. Do you remember that movie Dogma? Yes. There's a joke in, like, because there's a text at the beginning, and there's a joke in that about how the platypus was God's mistake. God's so <laughs> I feel like that's an American, you know, made movie, so I feel like everyone would know what a platypus is. Yeah. Well, at the time, like when when the platypus was first brought back to England from people colonizing Australia, they thought it was a joke that they'd been sent. Like they thought someone had like taxidermied some animal parts together. Well, they I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It, it is a weird looking creature. Like I, I get it. It's got a bill like so. a duck. It's got like a tail like a beaver and a poisonous barb. Yeah, like it's just a weird mishmash of and duck feet. And it it's lives duck in feet. like under the water. Not really. Like, it can't breathe underwater. Okay. Well, is it still considered an aquatic animal? Amphibious? Amphibious? Okay, okay. Amphibious mammal? (laughs) Even that sounds weird to say. (laughs) I I don't think so. I think it is like a beaver or an otter or a seal, but they live in like little rivers. Okay. And they glow in the dark. And they glow in the dark, which is cool. But also, wouldn't predators be able to see them? Well, the thing is, it's not like you go out to the bush at night and there'll just be like platypus glowing in the water. That'd be kind of funny if that were true, but... That would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> um, but they glow in the dark under like, for us, we need UV light to see it or black lighting, I think. Right. Okay. Makes so, more sense. For a human eye, we're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So following the US scientists' discovery, the Western Australian Museum conducted further tests on its own and discovered that actually more than just platypus glow in the dark. Mm, okay. There's quite a few Australian mammals and marsupials that glow in the dark as well because they are different things very similar but different Mm -hmm. so yeah kenny travolian travolian i'm not too sure how to say it i am sorry uh he's the wa museum curator of mammalogy he read the article or the study rather he went huh grabbed a uv light and quote we borrowed it and turned off the lights in the collection and then i looked around for what was glowing and what was not glowing the first one i checked naturally was the platypus uh we shone the light and they were glowing, just confirming that the researcher was correct. He then also checked wombats, which we've spoken about a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. They glow in the dark. Oh, okay. Uh, bilbies, which are, they kind of look like rats crossed with bunny rabbits. But don't they also have a long nose? With like, yeah, a bit of a snout. 
Yeah. And then a long tail like a possum. Again, another mishmash of animals. <laughs> yeah. They glow in the dark. Mm. And also marsupial moles, which is not a creature I knew existed. No, me either. But they do, way Ooh, up in like okay. the top left-hand corner of the country in WA somewhere. So Okay. Apparently they're marsupial moles. Although now they're thinking about his speculation as to why these animals glow. I'm like, hang on a minute. Would, why would a mole need that? They're blind, aren't they? Maybe marsupial moles aren't. Anyway. Uh, they all glowed under UV light. I feel like all these animals are um, nocturnal as well. Majority of them, yes. Yeah. So maybe that has something to do with them? Well, yeah. We're not exactly sure why they glow. Kenny, who he made a tweet for it, so we can retweet him as well with um, okay. the animals glowing because he's got pictures of the bilby. So they don't just glow all over like a light bulb. So, for example, the bilbies only glow in their ears and their tail. Okay. So it must be certain parts of their skin? Who? Well, the wombat sort of or looks fur? like from the picture like all the fur glows. So, okay. Um, but he believes that because, yeah, the majority of them are nocturnal, they glow. It's like identifying fellow members of the same species in low light conditions. So, you know, it's like a safe thing to approach. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's and it really took it. us this long to figure it out. Well, you know, if they're not glowing to the naked eye, why, why would you ever, like, why would you shine a UV light on a bilby? Fair. Fair point. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to go shinering fucking torches on animals. I guess that's the other thing. We wouldn't have discovered it because how long have we had uh, UV lights and why would we have thought to shine them on animals? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, sums it up. Yeah, I didn't really look into the study that the US scientists did or why they decided to discover, like, was it an accident? I don't know. Did mm. someone go, I bet platypus glow in the dark for some reason? But Maybe it was an accident. <laughs> like they just had a UV light and they're like, oh, hang on, wait. They're investigating a crime scene and they were searching for like semen samples. <laughs> but for some reason at this one murder scene, there was also like a stuffed platypus on the wall. <laughs> and they're like, oh shit. And then it glue. And glue? it glue. <laughs> I don't think that that's a word. Glowed? Glowed? I mean, glued is a word. <laughs> I mean, it's a word, but it doesn't mean anything to do with this. What is, what is, what is the past tense of glow? Glow. I don't Glom? know. Oh my God. Okay. I Gleaned? Gleaned? I feel like Glad. that's a word. These are all words, but I don't think they're the right <laughs> word. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. Oh, God. Okay. Is, is, is that your story? That's it. Like I said, they're all really short. Okay. I've got one that's quite short, and unfortunately it kind of references a photo quite heavily, but I still wanted to cover it. Um, I'll okay. obviously send you the photo once I tell you what it is, um, and I'll obviously post it on socials um, if you're interested. Um, but if we can cast our minds way back into the past, way back... Until December 18th. <laughs> and parts of Queensland were flooding. Were they? Yeah, apparently. I didn't even know that. Um, but this apparently is like they were. The rest of the country was in a heat wave and I didn't know because I've still been wearing a fucking... I think I wore a sweater on New Year's Eve because it was cold here. It was cold on New Year's Eve. It was cold yeah. on Christmas. Mm. We went inside because it was so cold outside. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that Queensland was flooding um, in mid-December, but apparently it was. I feel like um, it does that every year, though, to some I, It, it does, but... Um, it's monsoon season, but yeah. <laughs> this time, a bull shark was reported seen swimming near a man's back fence. Mm. I got I got a the photo that um this references for you, and I gotta say, it looks like a fucking shark to me. Oh shit! Okay. And it is like literally next to his back fence. Yeah, no, thank you. No fucking thank you. No, 
just bull sharks are special because they can survive in salt and fresh water. Well, um, that's why they go up rivers so much. Ah, okay. So the bull shark was spotted in Burley Waters, which I think is on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I believe so. It had reportedly gotten into the area through a canal that had broken its banks after the heavy rainfall. Burley Waters had received 104 millimeters of rain in 24 hours, which I feel like that's a fucking lot. Mm. Yeah, it is just. Um it's near Varsity Lake, so like just down from Mermaid Waters. It's on the other side of Mermaid Beach. Mm. So yeah, it is like middle of fucking Gold Coast. So yeah, imagine that <laughs> in your house on the Gold Coast and there's just a fucking shark near your back fence. So I'll, I'll describe the photo. Like it is very close to his back fence, but like the flood waters sort of stop just after his back fence. So it must be really shallow water there. I think it's that, so how these suburbs work is that, um, these are the ones where, like, people have little, like, man-made rivers and stuff around there. Mm. So I think they get them in, like, you play Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, like, a little area in that game where, like, there's houses with, like, little riverways around them. Mm-hmm. That's what the water suburbs are like in, Queen- in the Gold Coast. Okay. It's, like, around Pacific Fair and stuff, there's, like, lots of little, like, man-made waterways and things that have been, like, curated so that people can, like, live on the water and have access to the ocean, I guess. Okay. So, he's probably already got, like, a waterway on his back doorstep anyway. Right, okay. So, when it gets flooded, it's not that hard to go up. So, I've got a friend who lives not far from there. In another suburb named Waters, because of that's what they are, because they got waters going to them. And he sees, yeah, bull sharks off his backyard all the time. I didn't realize that this was a thing that happened. There's a thing they have in Queensland where, like, you're like, sitting on your back step, there's your little dinghy, and then next to it's like a little bull shark going past. Uh, no, don't like that at all. But uh, usually there's like a bank or a jetty, but this one is just, yeah, could swim right up to his fence. Yep, don't like it. <laughs> um, so a lot of people online, though, are saying that this photo is a fake. Um, they said that it looked more like a palm frond floating in the water. That does not look like anything off a fucking palm. Okay, I get that there are palms like right next to it in the photo. Doesn't look, look anything like that. See, but yeah, I'm I'm inclined to believe it's real because it's real to me. It happens anyway without the flooding, so I'm like, whatever. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, I, I think I'll pick my favorite comment um, that was on this uh, article, and that's like, how did it get there? Clearly, Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> But that, that's it for that one. I just briefly. Mine are pretty uh, short. Sharknado 5, I think it is, where uh, Tony Five? Has, there's five of them. I think there's more of them. But in one of them, um, Tony Hawk, who people, you know, Tony Hawk fell into that weird dimension where he can only communicate through us through Twitter and he lives in a world where no one remembers who he is. <laughs> but everyone also remembers who he is. Yeah, in, in Sharknado 5, Tony Hawk fights the Sharknado in Sydney. Oh my God. And he does it by skating up the opera house. Oh my God. And like deploying a laser system to shoot the Sharknado. What the fuck? It's great. You can go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> you realize there was there's so me, many of those fucking movies. I, I think that's what made me follow Tony Hawk on Twitter and begin realizing like just the weird world he lives in where everyone knows who he is, but no one knows who he is. I forwarded you one that I seen the other day where yes. he was like, <laughs> are you getting tested for COVID? Yeah. And because his real name is obviously Anthony, they're like, oh, you guys related to that Tony Hawk? And they're like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then they're like really and he's like yes we're all directly related <laughs> I, I think my favorite one was when he was going through um airport customs one time and the checkout or the, like the customs agent is like oh tony hawk he's like yep like the skater yeah it's like i wonder what he's doing now this <laughs> <laughs> honestly it makes for good twitter content <laughs> poor tony hawk that's why my wish for 2021 is that he escapes whatever hell dimension he fell into <laughs> 
But he's also like, like, I know what Tony Hawk looks like, but he's just such like, just a normal looking guy. Yeah, but I still know what Tony Hawk looks like. But I think if I walked past him on the street, I probably wouldn't be like, hang on a minute. I think if I was having a conversation with him, it would tick over. I'd be like, wait a minute, you're Tony Hawk. But if I just walked past him on the street, I'd be like, yeah, whatever. I love like the comments on his like Twitter where it's like, I'm going to study Tony Hawk's face to make sure I'm not one of these people. (laughs) (laughs) This one I have actually done before. It's from one of our unreleased pilots. Okay. So we'll see if you remember it. But um, we're going to talk about some chickens. Doesn't ring a bell yet. <laughs> Doesn't ring a bell yet? Okay. So this is a story from New Zealand. It was written back in late 2019. Okay. And a Hamilton man is desperate to rehome 1,000 chickens he bought online. Oh, I remember it now. <laughs> by mistake for $1.50. <laughs> I mean, that's a bargain, honestly. Well, yeah, it's 0.0015 cents a chicken. Yeah. I think. I've told my... Something along those lines. So, yeah. I, okay. Like, why was someone getting rid of a thousand chickens? The farm was closing down. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so, Steve. I was like, Morrow, is there something wrong with the chickens? No, no, they're fine. They're good chickens. Okay. So, he believed he was only bidding for one chicken. And it wasn't until he won the bid and the seller advised them that no, it was a thousand chickens he'd accidentally purchased. Where the fuck would a normal person put a thousand chickens? Now, yeah, like it wasn't a weird deception. Steve had kind of just failed to read the ad correctly, which did advise that a small farm was closing down, as I mentioned, and needed to be vacated. And states in three separate parts of the ad that it's 1,000 chickens. It's like in the headline, and it's twice in the actual description of the product. It's 1,000 chickens. I guess you wouldn't think like a buck fifty though, for 1,000 well, chickens. A like, you would think that that's a chicken. It was like on eBay kind of thing. So you're placing bids. Yeah. <laughs> But still, um, I don't think that I would think that that price is for a thousand. Yeah, I, I, like I can understand where you're coming from as well. I think that's what he thought. So he mm. thought that whoever won, you take as many birds as you want, and then the guy would relist the remaining chickens. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I got that's not a bad way to do it, I suppose. Uh, but he did claim that he found the wording of the article, sorry, the advertisement, to be confusing. "Quote: When the auction closed, I thought this is great. I could take as many birds as I wanted." But then I spoke to the man. He said it was for a thousand hens. Holy moly. I was stunned. I can tell you that. (laughs) Oh, these poor chickens. So despite the mix-up, Steve was actually quite happy with his purchase of 1,000 chickens. Uh, However, yes, he does not have space for a thousand chickens. Who does? So he actually farms? Yeah, but not a normal person. (laughs) No. So he turned to social media and began fighting homes for his excess of chickens. Uh, Quoting the original seller here, he didn't just make a mistake and not follow through. He contacted Animal Sanctuary and they're helping us interview those that have put their hands up. We want to make sure these birds are all given to safe homes. Oh, that's so lovely. Yeah, so Steve didn't want for a thousand chicken stuff to be put down. And when the article was written back in November 2019, as I said, he'd already found homes for 700 of the chickens and he had decided to take 20 of them for himself instead of just one or two. So I'd assume most, if not all of them, probably got rehomed. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Although if he's now- given them over to like a sanctuary, I don't think that they would have... Like, put them down. Mm. Although now I'm thinking about how... Huh. I'm fairly certain I did another story earlier, like a f- like months ago now, about a town. Because this took place near Auckland. Mm. And there's another town near Auckland that's being terrorized by an abundance of, like, chickens, I think it was? Or roosters? Oh, was yeah. Actually, I, I think I remember that. I wonder if there's a relation there where people bought these fucking chickens and <laughs> dumped them in that town. Oops. <laughs> the plot thickens. I mean, it'd have to be, like, a huge coincidence for that to be the case. I don't know, a thousand surplus chickens, and then suddenly people start dumping excess chickens into this town a few months later? (laughs) These poor chickens. I bet you, I bet you at least some of these birds ended up in that town. 
Maybe. The we can't prove it. Dumping. Prove it. Although I think the issue was mainly roosters, so maybe not, because these were hens. Mm. I mean, can't remember. having chickens is great. Never have to buy eggs again. Well, didn't I show you a video the other night of, like, someone with a big huntsman on their wall, and they went outside, got their chicken? Oh, it was a TikTok. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I've seen got that, their yeah. chicken, and then held their chicken up to the huntsman, and the chicken got rid of the Ate spider. It. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, we had maybe chickens we as a kid. I love them. And I'm kind of chill with our spiders, because I'm like, they'll eat all the other bugs. Although we've got lots of little ones at the moment that the net, some people are like, they're baby huntsmans. So that could be fun in a few months' time. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> it's fine. They only get, like, light bulb sized. Oh, only. Should we grow them like that one guy in cans? No. No? You no, don't want to grow giant huntsman spiders in the house? No. Fuck no. <laughs> no, thank you. No? No. <laughs> Think about all the things we could do with an army of giants. We have spiders. like 50 of them in here. If they all turn into huntsmen's, I'm going to burn the house down. Look, knowing spiders, they'll probably start eating <laughs> each other soon anyway, so only the strongest oh, of our God. spider pets will survive. And who knows, in two or three years, maybe we can have like spider mounts. We can ride the spiders. Yeah, no, thank you. We like in Warhammer when the goblins ride spiders. I don't want it. Right, quick aside before we go on, though. Do other countries have spiders that drink? Where, like, you, I'm sure they must have. I don't know if they call it a spider, though. Where you put, like, a scoop of ice cream into soda? I have no idea what you're talking about. You've never had a spider? Oh, hang on. Wait, you mean the drink? I was like, yes. what the fuck are you talking about? You didn't, like, make the transition from animal to drink. <laughs> a scoop of ice cream into soda? What kind of animal is a soda? Yeah, I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Okay, no. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Um, yep. <laughs> yes, I have had a spider. Yes, they're disgusting. I don't know why they're a thing. No, I love them. They're so Ew. good. No. You get like, um, you do like a lime and soda water and then you put vanilla ice cream in it. Oh. I mean, you can do it with pretty much any carbonated soft drink. I've definitely had you a Coke should... one before. Didn't, yeah. didn't like it. It's just vanilla Coke. Yeah, but I don't like vanilla Coke. Don't yeah. mess with a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking what kind of beer would go with this ice I actually, no, I think other countries do have them because I think that's like an ice cream floater. Makes it sound like a pie floater. Yeah. Not even everywhere in Australia has those. <laughs> no, it's an Adelaide thing. Um, and they're disgusting. Well, they look disgusting. I've never tried oh, one. No, but yeah, they th- look they're probably the most unappealing looking meal I've ever had in my life, but it was so fucking good. I guess for those who do not know what a pie floater is, you should probably explain. Yeah. So a pie floater is like the peak of Adelaide cuisine the peak <laughs> the peak this is the best thing they got nah they do have like good food in adelaide but it's a meat pie put on the plate upside down for some reason and then on top they just pour like mushy peas and it floats in like the peas and that's why it's called a pie floater sounds disgusting so good we're gonna go to adelaide we're gonna get pie floaters i was just quickly googling to see yeah ice cream floater hmm. there you go that's a, pie a thing floater adelaide's most famous culinary gets cut off by google but yeah, no, I think other countries do have them. They just call them something else. Where I, Why do we call That's them spiders? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. All right. What you want to do is you want to go to, uh, if you're ever in Adelaide, you want to go to Cafe de Villiers. It's like a, it's like an Adelaide institution and you want to get their pie floater. That's where I had mine. Um, it is the most unassuming looking, like basic kind of dodgy looking cafe, really. At least I think it was Cafe de Villiers. I have to look at these pictures now, remind myself. If my friend who took me is like listening to this, he's probably screaming at me like right now, like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I'll have to double check. But it looks right, the one from Cafe de Villiers. Yeah, you go to Cafe de Villiers, I think it is, and you get like a pie floater and a, um, um, what's that shit tradies live off? 
iced coffee milk. Like a dare or... Yeah, like a dare or... They've got their own brand they use, but it's good. I'll take your word for it. It is. But that's it. I'm done with my chicken story, I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My derailed well, chicken story. <laughs> from one animal story to another, Tracy Noonan was out for a run in Beaconsfield, which I think is in Melbourne's Outer East. Sounds about right. In early December, when she believes a kangaroo stalked her and then attacked her. Oh, no. They're learning. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely don't want a kangaroo attacking you anyway. I mean, I wonder what kind it was. It doesn't specify, but... Because, I mean, there is a big difference between getting attacked by a red kangaroo and a grey kangaroo, is all I'm saying. Like, there's a massive difference. (laughs) Yeah. Grey kangaroos are quite small. Yes. Whereas, Um, like, you know, red kangaroos are like six-foot beasts. So... (laughs) Like, a grey kangaroo is likely to come up to, like, your knee or something. They're 2.8 metres long, nose to tail. Okay. But that's, like... That's not really height, though. No, that's length. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, she says that she believes the kangaroo was attracted to her due to her Jessica... Oh, uh, sorry. Due to her Sarah Jessica Parker perfume. Who knew that she bought out perfume, but, uh, you know, I've learned something today. So she smelled like a horse? <laughs> Sorry, easy joke, uh, it's easy. <laughs> but yeah, just so you know, she's definitely going to throw the perfume out since this happened because she doesn't want to get attacked by a kangaroo again. I would love to know what um, made her think that it was the perfume, but we've got a quote from Tracy. As I was running along the road, I saw the kangaroo at the corner of my eye and I didn't think much of it. It started to get closer and closer toward me and then it jumped a fence. That's when I actually started to panic and thought, what is this kangaroo doing? Mm. The next thing I know, I felt it hit me in the back and actually knocked me to the ground. So after it hit her in the back, it still followed her after she got up and started running again. She ended up taking shelter in a neighbor's house and the kangaroo remained in the front yard until she left. So she ended up having to get someone to come and pick her up and drive her home to get away from this kangaroo. (laughs) I shouldn't Mm. laugh, but what the fuck? (laughs) So I've got another quote from her. It was something out of a movie. Where do you think you'd be attacked by a kangaroo? For it to attack me the way it did, it's pretty horrifying. I definitely won't be wearing that perfume again. Like, I, I feel like it's a fair enough theory as to why it went after her. Because, like, when I put on my cologne, our cat goes weird. That is true. That so is true. Clearly, One like, of our cats gets like, weird about cologne. So like, Human colognes and perfumes have effects on animals, I suppose. Which I suppose, like, that makes sense, given how things work. I just, yeah, I wonder why she thinks it's a perfume <laughs> and not something else. I was just looking up, like, which is the largest kangaroo. And there's, like, some extinct one, of course. Yeah. Called, like, <laughs> but, like megafauna. Goliath. Um, so Eastern Greys, they get about the same height, the grey and the red kangaroo, apparently. But the red really? kangaroo like will go like 90 kilos, whereas the greys cap out at 66. Every grey kangaroo I've seen is like Small? shorter than me. Yeah, I don't remember them being that big, so I don't know. I, like, this yeah. is quick Google searching. Like You know how like you Google things and like people also ask? Mm. So it's like, what is the largest kangaroo on record? Which is bigger, red or grey kangaroo? <laughs> how tall is big red kangaroo? What is a large kangaroo called? And then, can kangaroos fart? Uh, why is that? <laughs> Next question. And then there's a few more questions. And it's like, what eats a red kangaroo? Nothing. We don't really have Nothing. Large, there's not, people are terrified of Australian creatures, but we don't really have large predators here, except for like no. saltwater crocodiles. Yeah, which only live in the northern end. So, yeah. whereas kangaroos live everywhere. Mm. I guess, you know what eats the red kangaroos? Humans. Yeah. Also, I'm actually going to talk about that in my next story. So They can hit 70 kilometers an hour. Wow. Doesn't surprise me. I mean, I've seen them. They're Which pretty quick. Terrifying. 70 kilometers an hour. That's 43 miles an hour. It's pretty damn quick. For our 
people who listen to us and don't use real measurements. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's my story. Woman gets attacked by kangaroo because of perfume. Okay. So if you need to attract a kangaroo. <laughs> Go and buy this uh, Sarah Jessica Parker yeah. perfume and you'll be said. Yeah. Maybe if we could find one that works on ostriches, you guys could finally win that emu war. Oh, my God. I don't know why. Yeah. If you find one that works on emus, not ostriches. I think I've just got it in my head because I decided that Australian kind of sounds like ostrich alien. What are you trying to say about us? Yeah, ostrich aliens. Okay. That's fair. All right. My last real quick story. This is going to be a real short episode. Holy shit. Well, my next one might be a bit lengthy. There's plenty to talk about in it. So Okay. Awesome. I can hear Poppy snoring in the background somewhere. <laughs> Bryce Lockett is the main character of this next story. Okay, I've never heard of him. Neither have I, but he's a snake catcher. Oh, okay. Mm. Braver man than I. (laughs) He was called out to a Gold Coast service station in early December after staff noticed a coastal python slithering around. Aren't they big? They're quite big snakes, yeah. The snake made its way into the rubbish bin next to the pumps and then kept poking its head out and terrifying people that were trying to refuel. Do you think it was delivered? Do you think the snake was like, I'm going to get him? Fucking peekaboo. <laughs> like, yeah, it would be that bin where, you know how like, you go to the petrol station, there's the bin in between the pumps and mm. has like the little uh, brush in it to clean your windows? Yeah, yeah. It was hiding in that. What if you like turned around, you open up your gas pump, like the little the, the thing you put the fucking nozzle into, mm. and you turn around and you pick up this fucking snake instead like the hose? <laughs> I think you'd notice. <laughs> Very quickly. It's like, ah! Uh, most of the article is just quoting Bryce, so let's hear what he has to say. I got a call from a woman working at the petrol station who said she noticed a snake earlier in the evening. She had some snake knowledge and knew it was a python. She closed off the pump and called a manager, who called us for help. The python had made its way into the bin right next to the petrol pumps and was poking its head out and looking around. I found it quite funny. There's nothing I haven't seen before, though. <laughs> oh, so he's seen this before, okay. <laughs> but No, he says, but there is nothing I haven't seen before. You literally cannot ah. show Bryce something new. I mean, seen I all. don't know if I feel sad for him or not. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he was quite relaxed, so he came out of the bin without any issues, and we re- relocated him to nearby bushland. He's probably just going to come back. <laughs> It'd be funny if he did. He's yes. like, I, I want to be in this bin. I want to say hello to people as they're getting their fuel. <laughs> hello. Okay, <laughs> the mascot, the fuel station. Uh, Bryce works, if you are in Brisbane or the Gold Coast and need a snake catcher, they, uh, he works for Snake Catchers at Brisbane and Gold Coast. Mm, okay. They can at least prove they've caught a snake. I think, I don't know, part of me was like, maybe I should become a snake catcher. In, in Australia? Yeah. No. I wouldn't run out of work anytime soon. No, but you also might get bit and die. Nah, you just grab them with the big long tongs and put them in a pillowcase and you're done. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that's no? okay. You don't want me to catch snakes? No, I, I don't. <laughs> no? No. It, it like when we talk about stuff like that, it always reminds me of, and this is a bit different, but it just it reminds me of. I went to a Halloween event at um, the museum, the one that's on Oxford Street in Sydney City. Can't Australian remember what it's called. Museum. Is it the Australian Museum? I feel like it's just called the Australian Museum. Okay, I couldn't remember. Anyway, we went there for a Halloween event, and they were having like live spider milkings, which sounds. horrible but it's just to get venom um and the guy who was doing it wasn't wearing gloves or anything and he had a billion scars on his hands where he'd obviously been bitten many many times (laughs) and i'm like put some gloves on yeah but those people normally build up resistance to the poisons anyway over time it's just it was stressing me out Yeah, it's the Australian Museum. Yeah. Which is a great yeah. museum. If you're ever in Sydney, you should go. It's a good museum. It is. It's, it's a really great museum. I highly recommend it. That and the powerhouse. 
Provided they haven't moved it to like fucking orange I was going to say, I haven't been to the powerhouse since I was a kid. I haven't been either, but it's fun because like there's little things to play with. Mm. I'm trying to think. I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but there was like this really famous, I think it was an American guy who was like, yeah, spent his whole life with snakes and his blood became really vital because he was immune to like every fucking snake poison in the United States because he'd been bitten so many times since he was like a child. Oh my God. Just don't. Leave them alone. <laughs> little little snake venom vaccines. <laughs> you gotta get bitten by a little snake to protect yourself from the big snakes. That's not how it works. I'm not, don't go out and get bitten yeah, by no, snakes. No on one purpose. go out and touch any snake, please. Unless like it's your pet. Or then it's like obviously a, touch them. <laughs> a, a candy snake. Or or that. I haven't had a snake in a while. No me either. Anyway, this brings us to our final Story. A it is a listicle. Um, so yeah, I found another one of the listicle type articles and this one was titled 16 Things That Shock Tourists About Australia When They Visit. Okay. Which I thought might be fun for us to discuss. Let's hear some dumb shit. Okay. The first one on the list, I don't think is weird, but maybe that's because I'm Australian. <laughs> the first one is that we're a nation of prudes. And the example listed is because apparently an American woman thought it was really weird that kids like around five or so, like wouldn't get undressed in a changing room that they wanted to go into like a bathroom cubicle to do it instead and i'm like that's not weird yeah that, that seems fine to me yeah that doesn't seem i again maybe because i'm australian maybe uh places overseas are more freer with that sort of thing but that's definitely like a normal thing to me do you want your children naked in front of strangers yeah that's what i thought i'm like why would you want that i fucking hated that at high school where like yeah, for like sport, you'd have to go in the change room with everyone else in your class, and it's just like. Oh, I, I don't See, I used to, what I used to do is what I would do instead um, for like high school and stuff is I would wear like a singlet and bike shorts underneath so that I could without actually getting naked. Mm. I don't think that this is weird, but I don't know. I'm really interested if any of our international listeners don't agree with that because I don't know. I think that we were just taught to not get naked in front of strangers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Which I'm not sure that that's a bad thing. But maybe it is a bit like people view it as being a prude. I was watching, because we watched um, the Inbetweeners movie 2 recently, mm. again. And I'm like, there's a lot of penis in this. Is England just a lot more accepting of penis on television? I was going to say, that is not a thing on Australian TV. Like TV. They don't mm. show penis. Like, women naked, fine. Penises, no. Yeah. So I, I was wondering, I was like, oh, is England like just okay with penis on screen? It, maybe. Um, but I also yeah, was maybe, like, it's a movie. Yeah. So, you know, you can put an age rating on it. It's like, whatever. But even I in guess. like Jackass, which there we also watched recently, there's penis in yeah. that, but it's usually like they're trying to hide it and not show it as much. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is the thing that, you know, other countries are just more freer with nudity. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. That was hard for me to really um, give a perspective on because that seems normal to me. Yeah. <laughs> I, in theory, right, all of these should be normal to us. I think there's a few that I actually kind of agree with, but okay. we'll get to that. Uh, so the next one is our chocolate tastes weird. No, it tastes good. This one comes from the Brits. They say that uh, our chocolate doesn't melt in your mouth the way chocolate should. Okay. That's probably because I imagine the chocolate companies here put stuff in it to prevent it melting as easily because yeah. it's fucking hot. Yeah, I was just about to say that as well. And I'm like, I'm sure that that's what it is. Um, because if you leave chocolate out, especially in summer, like that shit's going to melt like straight away. At Christmas, we had a box of Maltesers that all melted into one Malteser because they, they were, were in the sun for like 30 <laughs> seconds. It was kind of yeah. cool, actually. It was one giant like honeycomb of Maltesers. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that it prob- that, that is probably actually true, that it doesn't melt the same way that it does in other countries. Yeah, I, I know it's very, like, 
weird, especially to say the European people, because like I, I'd say Europe's probably got the best chocolate. Oh yeah, Let's definitely. Like, I, th- I think that's what the best chocolatiers are. But they all like, no, you can't put chocolate in the fridge. I'm like, no, I fucking have to put chocolate in the fridge, or it's gonna fucking melt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't like cold chocolate from the fridge either, um, because sometimes you have to do it. Otherwise, you're going to just have like liquid chocolate. You can have it, but yeah, in in, like the peak of summers, especially in like Sydney and further north, where it's like 40 degrees for like days on end, Mm. your chocolate in the cupboard just melts. Yeah, so so I I agree with that. That's probably true. Um, So, next one is Australia's big. Yeah, fucking huge. Yeah. I think that this is probably a pretty common one because I do think that the perception um, it's an island. from people who are not from Islands here that Australia is small. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's only like 20 million people there. Yeah. So, like, it must be a small country. No, it's got a lot of landmass. Not many people live in a lot of the landmass, but yeah. we got a lot of landmass. We're pretty much the same size as the Sahara Desert, which is also about the same size as, uh, I think they call it contiguous USA. So, not Alaska and Hawaii, but the rest of it. I know. I'm not sure that it it is comparable to the US. I think it is. The US well, is I a think, little bit bigger still, but it's pretty. I was going to say the same it's size. definitely still bigger, but especially the width of the country, like east to west, is about the same. Like. I was going to say the width is the same pretty much, and I purely base that on like it's a five hour flight over both countries from one end to the other. Yeah, but so. where uh, America's got because Australia's quite rounded and almost boomerang shaped. Actually, now I think about it. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> and like thin in the middle, like a yeah. weird H boomerang shape. Whereas mm. contiguous United States of America is pretty rectangular. Mm. So it's a- so they'd have more on either side than us. Got but more on the corners. it's the same. Yeah. Was it you that was telling me that story the other day about someone who came to visit and they were like, oh, can we just drive to Brisbane? Yes. Um, a friend of mine <laughs> who may listen to the show, I don't know, but other people who listen to the show do know her. Uh, she had relatives from England come to visit. And she was like, what do you guys want to do today? And they said to her, oh, we thought it'd be fun to drive to Brisbane for lunch. Because I imagine that in England, it's quite common to drive to another town for lunch because a big drive in England is like three hours. Uh, Brisbane to Sydney is a 12-hour drive. (laughs) Definitely not just popping up for lunch. Um. Yeah, like we drove Melbourne, Sydney twice this Mm. year. Or the year that just happened. And that's an eight-hour drive. Yeah. I did it in a day. It fucking sucked, but... (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Australia... It, it, it big. It's huge. Uh, another one is it's hot at Christmas. And for this one, I'm like, do people not understand how hemispheres work? I They really don't. Well, think about that guy on TikTok <laughs> who had to, like, we saw him and he's, like, having to explain to people why it's daytime when he's posting on TikTok when it's nighttime for them. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, maybe that is true that people just don't think about hemispheres or time zones or how weather is different in different places of the world. Yeah. Um, it, it, fun fact, it's not just Australia that's hot. During Christmas. Yeah. Anything south of the equator is hot. Hell, anything on the equator is hot during Christmas. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but apparently it's shocking to people that <gasps> it's hot here in December. It's snowing? No, it's not it's fucking it's summer. <laughs> yeah, barbecue at Christmas? What are you talking about? Yes, barbecue at fucking Christmas. The only thing I will say that was pointed out in the article is that we do still use snow and other winter related things to decorate yeah, for so Christmas. Weird. Which is weird. I agree with that. That's weird. Why do we do that? Yeah. <laughs> it is not accurate for us and at it's all. It's also weird because so many Christmas carols refer to like snow and coldness. Yeah. And it's like. It's and we still really play right. them here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Although there is that really cringy Australian version of uh, Jingle Bells. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's about like dashing through the bush in a like rusty Holden ute. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Kelpie Sounds by cringe. my side. It's oh, they made me <laughs> sing it in primary school when I started schooling here in Australia. Oh god! Oh fuck! I hated it, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another one is the fact that we call um, shoes thongs. No, because apparently that's underwear to the rest of the world. Yeah, but they're not shoes. The jandals. <laughs> Or flip-flops for everyone else, or Americans anyway. Actually, I don't know what... I, I will agree that thong Europeans is a weird name for it, but it also isn't to me, because that's what they've always been called. I'm actually pretty sure that we've explained that it was because it referenced a piece of um, leather. That's which right. It, it does actually make sense, but it doesn't make sense to everyone so else. <laughs> so far removed from the original origin of it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think... I mean, I guess, you know, if you come here from, like, say, America, where I know they definitely call um, underwear thongs, to come here and be like, oh, just hold on a sec, I'll just go get my thongs and we can go. And they'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, hard for me because that's totally, totally normal. So the sixth one is that nobody actually drinks Fosters, <laughs> which yep. we talked about Although recently. That could be changing. Could be. But hopefully not. I get this one because overseas it's still marketed as Australian beer. So, of course, you come yeah. to Australia and you think people drink Fosters. Makes yeah. sense to me. Uh <laughs> So the seventh one, again. seventh one is language, mm. because we fucking butcher the English language regularly. Apparently, <laughs> Americans think it's weird that we call petrol petrol. Well, it's gas to them. Yeah, but it's not a gas; it's a fucking liquid for starters. Yeah, I know. But doesn't matter. Like, That's what they call like, it. I think it's like oh, I watched. Um, who's that fuckwit? The Buttsman. Oh yeah. Because a video of his popped up on my like recommended. It was like um, some American woman commenting on weird things in Australia. Since she'd moved here. Mm. She'd only been here for like four days as well. So I was like, okay. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> and she's like, it makes no fucking sense that you call it petrol. It's like, what do you mean? It's short for petroleum. <laughs> which is what he pointed out. Like, gas doesn't make sense. It's not even a gas. No. It's a fucking liquid. You should call I, it I liquid. Try- <laughs> America, call I- it liquid. <laughs> I tend to try and call it fuel on the podcast because I feel like that makes sense to everyone. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think... Gotta go, gotta go put that liquid in my car. Car's running out of liquid. <laughs> but yeah, so the seventh one is about our ability to shorten things and just put the O, like an O on the end of fucking everything. I do get how that is confusing for other people because I'm not sure that really anywhere else does what we do. Like with language. And honestly, I get it. It makes no sense, but it does make sense to me. But I can say objectively that it doesn't make sense. Yeah, righto. <laughs> See, that, but that's the other thing is like we'll put the O on the end of something and make the word longer. Like it's not just shortening things. We just, I don't know. We're weird. Uh, that, so the um, eighth one. What was that new Kiwi slang I read about recently that I hadn't heard of before? Packing a sad. Packing a sad. I love packing that. Great. So packing a sad is when you're photo someone having like a tantrum. Yeah. Someone chucking a tantrum. Oh, wait. Chucking, I think, is a... An Australianism as Having well. Having a tantrum? Yeah. Packing a I still think it's weird that nowhere else in the world uses heaps. Yeah, that is definitely an Australian thing. Well, we use it in New Zealand as well. Okay, what's well, the down here thing? Yeah. Because, heaps yeah, I've definitely had uses. that commented on before. Heaps. heaps. Lots. Heaps. Yeah, we Heap do it. it. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that one because that one makes sense to me. Heaps. heaps. Yeah, it's a heap. Yeah. yeah. The rest of the uh, world so the heap. One. It's a great word. <laughs> yeah, steal it from us. Yeah. We, we give you permission. <laughs> Do it. I, I want I want the world to come together and just like have one weird language that's just like a mix of all languages Everything. stuck together, which yeah. I think might eventually occur. Maybe. But just take the 
fun words or like or like you can even just take words from other country from other languages just like, mean exactly the same thing but maybe it's funner to say <laughs> put that i think you do that to some extent well english does maybe steal a lot of words yeah so it's already kind of that okay so the eighth one is we take our coffee very seriously yes. and i put underneath this is the reason starbucks failed here yes yeah so like i do think coffee culture is like definitely a thing in australia yeah but no, not definitely. so much everywhere else um, but then I would say, like, other European countries, surely they'd be, like, really into coffee. I think Italy likes to think it's, like, the best coffee country in the world, but all the Italian coffee brands are sort of failing here in Australia, and it's like, okay, whatever. I can't speak for because I've actually been there and had proper coffee in Italy, but I would still mm. argue that Australia, as much as, you know, I hate to admit that Australia is the best at something, um, <laughs> I, I would definitely argue that Australia is the best coffee in the world. Granted, I mean, we can't I don't even it. drink coffee, so I can't comment on this. Like, very little is growing here, but like, what the baristas and stuff do here with it, and like, the quality of like the drink you get is so good here. Yeah, it's a pain to go overseas and have to drink other countries' coffees. Um, I will say that when I was in America, I was very confused by the fact that a flat white didn't exist. Did you know that the flat white is an Australian invention? <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like that's like a standard coffee, but I guess it's a standard coffee to me because I live yeah. here. So, um, so it was like really weird that it didn't exist. It was overseas is think of a cappuccino, but with no film, film, foam. Uh, basically, you make an espresso shot and then you want to heat up the milk, but you don't want it to froth or foam at all. Uh, and then you just pour it down the side and you want to try and keep the crema on top. So you get looks like a giant shot of espresso, but it's quite milky. Uh, I don't like it because mm. I don't like milk. I tend to just drink my coffee black, but that's a flat white. It's just a non-foamy milk coffee. Yeah. And then a lot of It's such a, like, so, so there's, like, there's, like, three here. tiers of, like, milked espresso coffees we really do in Australia. We've got cappuccino, which is, like, the traditional big head of foam on top. You throw some chocolate powder on it. Then you got the latte, which is, like, your in-between one. And then you got the flat white, which is no foam. Mm. Yeah. So, as you, can, as you can tell just by that, we do take our coffee seriously. <laughs> Um, I don't even drink coffee, so I can't really... I don't have much to comment here, because I, I don't know. <laughs> Good shit. If you come to Australia okay. and you just drink at Starbucks, you've fucking wasted your trip here. Yeah, I mean, honestly, wait, unless you're, like, in the city, you're not going to find a Starbucks anyway. That'd be like going to Belgium and not eating chocolate. Mm. Or going to the Czech Republic and not going to Pilsner or Kell or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> be like going uh, to so Texas ninth- and not eating a whole fucking bull or something. I don't know what they're doing in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, like... Go to Texas, you gotta eat like an entire fucking 40 kilo steak or something. I was gonna say, I feel like steak, like grill, like yeah. any, any kind of like It'd grilled be like meat. It's something when I think of Texas. The south of America, not having soul food. Is that, is that a thing? Mm. I, man, soul food looks so fucking good. It's not really a thing here. No, God it's not. Damn, am I jealous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it, it's weird because like food is kind of the same, but it's also really different between Australia and America. Yeah. If that makes sense. I know it doesn't really make sense. Probably you wouldn't know unless you've eaten in both countries. There's a countries, lot of American but... food I look at and I'm just like, ugh. And a lot of it looks really fake. I think the one food, and this is going to sound really dumb probably to any American listeners, that really confused me was biscuits. Um, oh, you mean scones? <laughs> is it a scone? I don't know. <laughs> it's not, though. It's more savory. Like, I, I don't understand it. I, I do not understand it. I don't get it. It's like a weird <laughs> dense bread roll thing, isn't it? It is. I just I don't understand. <laughs> I'm not saying it tasted bad. I just don't understand. <laughs> anyway, we should move on before I keep going on about American food. The nine one is that we get snow. Yeah. I get this one as well because most places in Australia do not get snow at all. No. But there are some places that do. Yeah. 
It's not very good snow. No. You, you certainly- I mean, you definitely don't like come to Australia for the snow season. No. No. Like, if you're going to make the trip all the way here to for skiing or snowboarding, you should probably have just gone to New Zealand. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's not good here, but it does snow. Mm. I mean, I guess it's like when I went to the Grand Canyon and it was snowing and I was like, what the fuck is this? We're in the, like, the desert. Yeah, that surprised me when you told me that. Did not know that that was a thing. So I guess it's probably like the same thing, pretty much. Uh, number 10 is, uh, we apparently swear. No fucking way. <laughs> You're telling me. Apparently swear a lot. <laughs> I mean, there's a fucking swear word in our podcast name. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I feel like there's not many other countries in the world where you could probably get away with calling someone a cunt and still being friends. Mm. So I get that. I get that. I, I think it probably helps that like the words just have really little impact to me. Cause it's we because you've lived so in much. Australia for so long. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I don't care. It's like, yeah, fucking whatever. Like, okay. But then once you direct it at someone, then it goes back to being like, oh, fuck. Just did it. I mean, there is definitely still people who are very sensitive to the word cunt, for example. Like, mm. I've definitely met people who were very offended by that word in Australia. I think that's kind of changing over time, though. Like, I don't think you'd find a young person who was offended by that. Oh, maybe some religious types. But Okay. The 11th one is that people sit in the front seat of cabs. Yeah. Apparently that's really weird. Oh, fuck. That dude's not my fucking personal chauffeur. (laughs) Yeah, actually, weirdly, someone um, did comment because this came from a Reddit thread. Apparently this one in particular came from a Reddit thread where a lot of people were agreeing that was really weird that um, in Australia people sat in the front seat of cabs. That probably doesn't actually happen at the moment because of COVID. But I mean, I've definitely sat in the front seat of a cab before. Yeah. It doesn't seem weird to me to sit in the front seat. Especially if but you're going with, like, three people. I'm going to all sit in the fucking back seat. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of rude. I get that you actually are paying him to drive you around, but to treat him as not an equal feels weird to yeah. me. The only time I don't usually do it is if I'm, like, fucking, like, really, like, it's the end of, like, a long night drinking. I'm like, I don't think he wants to sit next to a drunk person. I'm just going to sit in the back and fall asleep so he gets me home. Yeah, I actually think my first instinct, if I, especially if I'm on my own, to sit in the front. Mm. Didn't realize that was weird. Until I read this, so where's something? Okay. The twelfth one is that some of our sayings just don't translate to other people. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, mm, I can't really think of anything. But then they gave an example, so I'm going to give you the example. Mm-hmm. So a woman who had recently emigrated to Australia recalled being invited along to a neighbor's house for Saturday lunch. Um, when she was asked what she could bring, the neighbor said, everyone's just bringing a plate. She turned up with an empty plate because she thought they didn't have enough plates to go around. Fair. Which, I mean, when you take that literally... Makes sense. Um, but, like, bringing a plate just means, like, you're bringing some food. And there's definitely weird ones you guys have, like, fair shake of the sauce bottle and stuff. I was like, <laughs> you know, Kevin Rudd's favorite phrase. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I It's hard. It's really hard when, like, these things are things that I'm used to. Yeah. But I can definitely understand entirely why she just turned up with a fucking plate. Well, yeah, when you say everyone's just bringing a plate, I mean, to me, that means you bring a plate of food. Um, but... For someone who hasn't heard it before, I can get how that would happen. Yeah. There's a part of me that's like, but is there other things in like other countries where it's the same where I wouldn't understand? Definitely. Okay. Because I'm like, are we just like these weird people who say things in a weird way? Every country (laughs) has these things, but no one, like you don't realize it when you're living there. Yeah. Like when it's normal to you. Mm. Okay. So the 13th one is uh, tipping is not expected, which is very normal to me. The only time I've ever tipped was when I was in America. Yeah. I think- that tipping is really only a thing in America, right? Um, I think sure. European countries tip as well. Oh, God, just pay them a real wage. I was going to say, we we actually pay um, stuff, so they don't really yeah. need it does to rely mean on that, tips. Like, 
the food is more expensive and stuff, but really it works out in the end because it's like, we don't tip the person. So the money you spend on tipping is you spend on the food instead, and that goes to their wage. To, to say that people don't tip in Australia is not true. It does I happen. mean, people do, but it's not like, you know, if you don't tip, then you're a terrible person, because that is definitely the culture in America. It's just more like it's a lucky bonus if someone tips you. Yeah. Usually it's a case of they don't want their change back. Yeah. Or, I mean, people yeah. just round up. I think one night we ended up at, um, ah, uh, what's that German schnitzel house? Not the low umbrow, the other one. Oh, God. Bavarian. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We're at Bavarian, the Bavarian one it, yeah. night, uh, a bunch of us. And I think we ended up, I think we spent like $1,000 and gave the waitress who dealt with our table a $300 tip. Oh, my God. She would have been like ecstatic. Between like six of us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's just not a thing here. It's more just like, you know, say someone gives you an exceptional service and you feel like they should deserve more. But I mean, that doesn't really happen that often. No, usually from the jobs where I've earned tips, the majority of the time it's people saying keep the change. Yeah, that, that's generally what it is. It's just a rounding up thing. It's not, not really anything. Yeah. But like, I guess... It, the other, the other side of this is, though, because I've, you know, eaten in America and in Australia, the service is far better in America, I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> far, far, far better. Um, I would think that people coming here from America would be shocked at the level of service here, even though, like, I think it's fine. If they're used to the level that I experienced when I was there, it would be a shock to their system to come here. Yeah, but that's because their staff are terrified they're not going to get tipped. Exactly. So, like, you, you get, like, service staff that are go over the top for you um, because they want you to tip them better. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know if I'm So, I, I mean, I, I guess it is different. <laughs> uh, okay, so the 14th one is the amount of water in our toilets. And I can wholeheartedly agree with this one because when I went to America, there's too much fucking water in their toilets. Yeah. So I guess the other, talking the, about American other, toilets, the other I don't understand here. how guys don't sit down and just have their dick and balls sitting in the water. Me either. Um, but there's so much water in there. I genuinely shocked i was like especially when i was in places like in uh, vegas that had a drought and i was like okay you can save all of the water from this toilet because <laughs> like, there's five liters right there you can fucking <laughs> too much <laughs> and i wonder if the reason for the low level of water in australia toilets is because of drought because most of my life australia has been in drought so they just don't waste water in the toilets you also don't need it you don't need it I mean, it made no difference to my going to the toilet experience. No, it sounded like you had more splashback than anything, which is not good. It, it always made because like, like you grew up, like we get a lot of like American cartoons and stuff here, and like you know the classic bullying thing of like dunking their head in the toilet. Never made mm. any fucking sense makes to no me. much sense now that you know that there's so much water yeah. in American toilets. It's like you can't drown someone in a fucking toilet. Their face literally won't fit down there because it gets too thin yeah. before you hit the waterline. Yep. Maybe that's not like a <laughs> not safety American. thing, to, like stop people drowning in a fucking toilet. I I don't know. Um, I don't I don't know the reason for the varying levels. I also haven't been to like other countries. I mean, you've been to like Asian countries. What's what's the water level like in their toilet? Normal, not fucking oh, okay, stupid. So like, okay, yeah, all right. Um, well, I haven't, I haven't been to, to like, like Europe or anything. So I don't know. In China, there is no fucking water in it at all until you flush, like an airplane toilet. Right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Which I never used, by the way, because I didn't understand how you meant to squat and use the toilet without just shitting on your own pants. <laughs> So, I, I, no, I lie. I did use a squat toilet, but I did it standing up like a weird urinal, but I never <laughs> used one to poop because I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm going to find a real toilet. <laughs> a real toilet. Um, yeah, I, I, there was one time in America where I was, okay, look, I was very drunk and I threw up in a public toilet and it splashed back onto me. <sighs> so, I, I genuinely do not understand the reason for how much toilet 
water there is. Cut it in half and it'd still be too much. <laughs> so that one I actually get why people would say, ah, it's fucking weird because I had the exact same reaction when I was in America. Okay, so number 15 is the fact that we eat kangaroo. Tasty. Tasty fucking animal. Apparently uh, eating your national animal is shocking. Uh, shocking to some people. <laughs> um, but like we were saying just before, there are no predators for kangaroos in Australia. So as a result, there are so many of the fucking things. And instead of just culling them and wasting them, I guess, we, we eat them. And they're good. A lot of pet food uses it as well. Yeah, very lean meat. It's very good for you. Yeah. It's not really something you can do in a steak, though. It can be quite chewy. There are kangaroo steaks, aren't they? They are. Yeah, but they're hard to do well. Okay. So usually it's in like a I personally a don't like kangaroo. Or, um, but... Like a little like on a skewer or something. I think it's good. It's very similar to lamb, I want to say, in terms of its flavor, but not quite the same. Yeah, see, I disagree with that. Mm, it's been a while since I've had it. Lamb, so lamb is a lot tastier. I'd say a lamb is more flavorful than kangaroo. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what it is about kangaroos. I just, it's almost like the meat is too red. Does that make any sense? It is very red meat until you cook it, yeah. I don't know. It, it tastes like too red a meat. I don't know. I don't know how to explain the flavor because I have nothing to compare it to. Because mm. it doesn't really taste like anything else I've eaten. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't we eat them? There's too many. Might as well. Can you eat emu too? Which I've not yeah. tried yet. Have I tried emu? I don't think so. I've definitely tried crocodile. Crocodile's a weird one. In terms but of I feel flavor. like it's it's a fishy chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Is that how I would describe it? Yeah, it's like a chewy pork um, that tastes like a fishy chicken. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like crocodile and emu and like other animals are not as popular. Like kangaroo, you can buy it in like our supermarket. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's really regularly available. <laughs> Um, so 16 is uh, putting beetroot on burgers, which I wholeheartedly agree. It's disgusting. Please stop doing it, Australia. Yeah, I always go, no beetroot. It ain't right. Um, so I wholeheartedly agree with that. Number 16. That was our last one, by the way. Stop doing it. It's not right. But no, that that is a very uh, like classic. Um, if, you get, if you got like a hamburger with a lot, there'd be some beetroot on there. Also, stop putting like... The only lettuce you can put on a burger and let it get hot is like iceberg lettuce because it stays cold or spinach. Stop putting like big leaves of lettuce on a burger and then cooking it because it tastes shit. I personally don't like lettuce on a burger. Iceberg, like fresh iceberg is okay. Spinach is great. Mm. But yeah, like when it's like a big leaf and it just goes like rocket's good too. Rocket doesn't spoil in a burger. But yeah, there's like this one lettuce leaf they use and like it's just the foulest tasting shit when it's cooked. <laughs> and it's hot. You're just like, no. Nah. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. I think I might be weird because I actually don't like cold salad on a hot burger. Like, it feels wrong to me. Oh, that's just, like, when I, you remember that time I ordered that, Um, I went for the burger, but I went with, like, the lettuce instead of a bun? Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. they gave me, like, the soft, warm lettuce. I'm like, this is not what I expected. I wanted more, like, sanjoy bao. I wanted, like, iceberg lettuce cups with a burger yeah, in the middle. Yeah. I think that'd be fucking awesome because it's just sanjoy bao then. Now I just want Sancho Bell. Maybe we'll get that for dinner tonight. <laughs> but yeah, don't, don't. I once went to a restaurant in China and the only thing we got served warm was the lettuce. Ew. But it was actually all right. Weird. No, I don't like that. They're also keeping the beers cold. You know, like you go to like those restaurants where the fish are live. Mm. Yeah, they were keeping the beers in with the fish as well to keep them cold. It's on the side <laughs> of a lake. Right. It was, okay. good. it was good food though. It cost us like a dollar. But yeah, I think that brings us to the end. Hmm. First episode for 2021. How do you feel? Yeah, that's my answer. That was positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels weird. I feel like we haven't done it in forever. Mm. Feel feel weird coming back to the normal format. Gotta find. I guess I'll do my stories earlier though. I'm struggling to get through it when I have to work Sundays. That said, I'm not. This is the last Sunday I'm working for like 
all of January. So okay, I'll fall out of that habit again. I mean, it doesn't doesn't hurt to get them done early anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we will wrap it up. I still haven't updated the actual outro. Oh, yeah, we promised we were going to do that. Didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, we're lying. But as always, if you'd like <laughs> to send us anything, you can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com or through Twitter at f, sorry, at fuckmedeadpod and on Instagram at fmedeadpod. Uh, you can also give update on our episode releases via Twitter and Instagram, as well as links to any of our sources and any pictures and videos that we mentioned in the episode, such as the glowing bilbies. I'll probably retweet, uh, I think his name was Kenny. At some point, after the episode goes live, uh, all this information, of course, will be found on our website at fuckbedadpodcast.com, which, of course, has a list of ways you can listen to us, including through the website directly. Okay, yeah, I, gu- I guess I guess that's it. That's it? That's it. What? Yeah, thank, thank you so much for listening. Uh, bleh, bleh. What do I usually say at the end? I, I forget. Know. What do I usually say? I don't know, just make something up. <laughs> I think I say something like, uh, thank you so much again for listening this week, and we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.